Well, it's great to see you this morning, and normally Phil Miller is doing announcements right now, but uh, he just got a little wet, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fill in and uh, pinch hit here. Hey, we are so glad and excited that you're spending the morning with us here at Fairdale Christian Church. If you are uh, newer to us, and we just haven't had the opportunity to, to meet yet, we'd love the chance to just meet you. There's a, a card in the back of the seat. It looks like this. It says, belong at the top, and if you just take a couple of seconds to fill that out and before you leave today in the lobby, you'll see a little table with a, a wall that says next steps. If you just stop by there and drop off your card, uh, one of our volunteers would love to say hi, and they've got a little gift they'd like to give you, uh, but uh, we won't sell your info or anything. You won't get any extended car warranties, at least for, not from us, no offers for that, but uh, we're, we're just glad you're here. And a couple other things real quick I want to let you know about that we're excited uh, about. One is uh, just a few weeks on September 17th. We're going to be hosting uh, a uh, car and motorcycle show. We did this last year. It was a huge success and a really awesome deal. But that's going to be happening again on September the 17th. So don't forget to mark your calendars. And also in uh, just a, another couple of weeks on Sunday, September 11th. We talked about this the last couple of weeks. We're going to be having a life group launch. And, and this is different. Uh, this is a new thing for us, and so we're really excited about the possibility. But you know, we, we've had small groups and things like that for a while, but we're wanting to get more people the opportunity to, to find out information, get involved, meet some. You know, that's one of the number one things we hear is, okay, I'm coming here, and, and, I, and I like what happens, but I want to get to know some people. How do I get connected? And man, the best way you do that is, is in a, a life group, a small group. And uh, so what we're going to do this year on Sunday, September the, the 11th, at 6 p.m. in this room, we're going to have tables set up, and uh, we'll have a catered night, really nice catered meal, and uh, we're going to have a trivia night. So you come and, and have a team at your table or whatever, and we're just going to do some general trivia, have some prizes, stuff like that. It'll be a lot of fun. But also, we're going to kind of uh, talk about small groups just a little bit and, and tell you about what we're doing over the next few weeks. So it'll be an eight-week opportunity just to be part of a group of people and get to know them. So we hope that you'll sign up and hope that you'll be part of that. But we do need you to sign up because we need to, we only have a, a space for 120 people uh, in this room with the round tables. So uh, if you'd like to sign up, you can do that on our website. Or if you stop by the next steps, there was a card on the seat when you came in. If you take that card and fill the information, you can give it to the next steps people as you leave. And we really hope that you'll be part of the Life Group launch. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, I, I know I'm really looking forward to it. But we are continuing a series we started a couple of weeks ago called The Forgotten Ways. And this, I think my microphone's a little bit loud, Corey. Uh, but one of the things with, with The Forgotten Ways, what we've said is what, what were the rhythms, the spiritual patterns that the, the early Christians in the New Testament, what were the things that they did that were just part of their life and how they followed Christ? Things that we've forgotten or that we've tried to, to uh, shorten. And you're just not going to get there. And so we, we talked about some different things. We kind of kicked the series off talking about how do, we, how do we become students of the Word and really learning how to read and understand the Bible for ourselves. And then last week, if you're here, just a super moving day, man. It was, uh, it was, it was kind of emotional in here there for a hot minute uh, as we, we listened to some stories and some testimonies from uh, RJ and Delman as they talked about repentance. So what does it look like? To change, to change your life and to say, okay, I'm, I'm going to live for the Lord now. Corey, I, I still think I'm a little bit uh, loud. But today, I want to move on to another topic, and that is uh, the topic of prayer. 
And, and to me, that is one of the most, when you think about, okay, what does it look like to pray? It seems so mysterious. It's kind of hard to, to grasp that. And, and it's like we've all got kind of images in our mind of, you know, is it folded hands? Is it reciting something? You know, am I supposed to sound, do I say the right words? What, is, what does that look like? You know, what does prayer look like? And as I think about it, there's, there's, really, uh, there's several people in our church that I would consider to be prayer warriors. And uh, some of you in this room right now, you guys, we're so grateful for you. But one that, uh, that is really involved in our prayer ministry, and when you submit a prayer request to the church, if you use the, the belong card on the back side of that, you notice it says, like, if we can pray for you. Uh, when you fill that information out, it goes to, to this lady who then passes it on to a team of people who are praying for you and with you. And so I wanted her to come up, and I wanted you to kind of hear from her a little bit. Uh, and so just welcome to the stage, April Pickering. Now, uh, I promise to go easy on you today because we're going to come. These chairs are kind of bouncy. Kind of fun. Kind of fun up here. But I, I wanted April to, to be here today, and, and, and here's why. Because not only does she really is she involved in, in our prayer ministry, her husband, Lucian, is our uh, pastoral care minister. So you know, if you've been in the hospital uh, facing surgery or something like that, Chances are pretty good you're going to see Lucian, and it's been really a cool thing, a ministry that's blossomed from that, because I used to spend a lot of times in hospitals, and I was a hospital chaplain for a while, never was, you know, never was worried to do that, but Lucian's jumped in there, and I can remember going and visiting somebody a few months ago, because I'd found out they were in the hospital, I wanted to go, and they, they said, thanks so much for coming, really appreciate it, Brandon, but uh, if you don't mind, would you, would you have Lucian come stop by? <laughs> I think they'd rather Lucian see him. loves that. <laughs> but uh, the reason I wanted April here, there's a, there's a verse in the New Testament that I really like. Acts chapter 4, verse 14, verse 13. It says, when the people saw the courage of Peter and John and they realized that they were unschooled, ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men had been with Jesus. So the reason that I wanted April to be here is when I think, I think about April when I think about this verse because she's somebody that every time I talk to her I'm like you can tell this woman spent time with Jesus and we Phil said the other day he's like man you can tell she's had coffee with God this morning <laughs> and and I, I that's something that prayer for me feels um, feels hard sometimes uh, it's something I, I know that I'm still growing in but there's just a tension to it and why why is that why is prayer so hard? I think I heard somebody describe it recently as because there's nothing like it in this world. There's nothing we can give analogies and we can compare things and say it's kind of like this, but more like this. But when you think about prayer, there's absolutely nothing to compare to, um, to just that conversation with you and your master and you and your king, and you and your God. There's just nothing to compare. Yeah, it's really unusual. Yeah, very unusual. So there's a verse that I have really struggled with. I said I was going to take it easy on you, but I'm going to throw out some of the hardest questions <laughs> that I does. have and, and scriptures that I, that I struggle with. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Mm -hmm. I, I've heard, I remember being a kid 
in Sunday school. And April teaches, uh, she's been a Sunday school teacher for years and years. Now she's, uh, now she's just transitioned in, into our student ministry. And so you, you really lost your mind. I don't I know. Have. It's, it's I, gr- I have. I have. We are Know that thankful. about prayer if you pray. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, but that's so awesome. But in in First Thessalonians chapter five, it says this. It says it's challenged to us: always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you, who belong to Christ Jesus. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. So when you think about when you think about prayers, never stop, never stop praying. So obviously, this is a huge part of our Christian walk. And, and I think, it, again, it's one of the forgotten ways. Uh, what, does, what does prayer look like? What is it? <laughs> um, I had just a, a little story to share. Um, when I was, and I'm this old, when I was 16 here at church, I um, became a Christian. I'd been here about three years and been pondering what I needed to do. And um, so it was a revival, which a lot of us don't know about anymore. But Mm -hmm. even as a teen, I was attending these revivals and seeking God. And uh, when I went uh, up to, uh, walked up that night, uh, there was my mom sitting at the other end. And she wanted to rededicate her life. And I was giving my life in baptism. Um, Interesting, though, um, it was mixed with a lot of emotions um, because I just didn't know my dad's my hero to this day, my favorite person ever. And um, I just didn't know how he would take that. Uh, I knew mom and I, and I know our walk and what we wanted. Um, so I remember going home that night and just being soaking wet still and walking in the door and saying to my dad, um, you know, this is what I've done. And he was like, that's great, but that's not for me, uh, which began... I did not understand this at the time, but God sure did. Um, Began an over 20-year, I think the scriptures call it persistent. My family would say it's just stubbornness um, on my part, but um, prayers to God. And when Brandon and I were talking about this, and and I wanted to do God justice, and um, this is my senior moment notes. I wanted to go through just a little quickly. She was telling me, she's like, oh, I'm going to show my senior because I've got my phone. I'm like, have you seen what I use? (laughs) (laughs) Mine's bigger. Well, um, as I, of course, when Brandon asks you to do something like this, it's, it's, it's bittersweet, Brandon, because <laughs> oh, I, I know I do it I every week. I, know, I don't think I've slept for two weeks just thinking about this. And I wanted to do uh, God justice and glory and what I, but I remember as a child, as a young girl thinking, um, I, I can save the world now. You know, I, this is, you're just on fire. There's so many emotions. Debbie, as she comes out of the baptistry this morning, um, how cool. But I remember those emotions. Uh, you just want to win everyone because you believe so passionately about it. And um, some things that uh, on the journey, uh, what I found, and I'll just, I'll just share. Um, I found hope with each prayer. Um, I cried. I didn't understand, you know, my dad, I wanted him to, to do what I, I just knew was right. Um, but I still found hope. Um, here, here's what I, I think was huge for me. Um, and this didn't come all at one time. This was years of praying and, and pondering and thinking about things. 
But um, I knew that my will and God's will were in sync. I don't always know that. <laughs> I don't know um, if everything I ask for is something that, that, that God wants. But this I did because he tells us that he doesn't want anyone to perish. So that made me even stronger in, in my prayers and my persistence. Um, um, I knew the Spirit would lead me um, because of my relationship with him. And I, I so wanted his, I, I knew he loved me, no question. Um, but I just needed the words. I needed the, um, all through those 20 years, um, I needed to be able to talk to him. And I needed to be courageous. And so many opportunities came up. Um, the one thing about prayer is, um, and I found through all this, is Satan did not want me to. Um, Satan would bring up all the time all my shortcomings, and still does. Um, he hasn't came because of, you're just not perfect enough. You're just not good enough. Um, he's not coming because you're not asking right. Which now I look at and I think, God, why did I believe such? But I did for a season. Um, and then it became a lot clearer to me that that was not the voice of God talking to me. Um, it, um, time passed, and um, it was pretty cool. Um, we got a phone call. It, well, I want to say one more thing, or my brothers will be upset with me too. But um, one of the things I found out, which I think is why I'm so strong with the prayer ministry too, is I wasn't alone in my prayers. I might have been, or I might have thought I was in the beginning. I knew where my mom's heart was. But as the years passed, I have three brothers, and each of them, we talked individually. Um, each of them were praying, and we were on our own journeys uh, praying for Dad. And, and it, it was so, it, it was wonderful. Um, Lucian, my husband, um, but I, I, just one more thing, Brandon. Oh, yeah. You just keep going. God, uh, <laughs> see, I had to write it down. I told Brandon, I said, I've got my outline. Um, God didn't do things the way that I wanted. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Um, I, I say it, it. God won't cooperate with he me. Just, <laughs> he just, he um, just, and it's so great to look in the rearview mirror. And I think that's one of the most wonderful things about my age anyway, is um, I've often wondered, I'm real hyper if you know me, and I always wondered how do people just sit on the porch and how do they just, you know, I don't think I can ever do that and just relax. Um, but what I found is on Jeep rides, it's wonderful to just ponder the goodness of God. And uh, when I look back on those years of prayers, a few things I didn't see was he was working. He was always working. He brought people. He brought events. Uh, even my children's walk with the Lord, uh, their baptisms, their, you know, uh, programs on the stage. He was always faithfully here. And um, with my husband and, and with uh, my brothers, and he, he just had all kinds of questions. He was, it, it's kind of like was said this morning, um, a journey in, in coming to the Lord usually doesn't happen at that moment. It's usually something that's been going on with you. And so it had. So uh, we even had a minister uh, in, uh, my parents lived in Georgia for a while, and he came over and helped my dad build a shed. And in building that shed, my dad formed a friendship with that minister. Mm -hmm. And that was another 
outreach, and I still feel an effect of, of lots of prayers. But one night, faithfully, um, we got a call from my mom, and she wanted to know if we were busy on Sunday that Dad was going to be baptized. So, of course, we cleared our calendars, and uh, we showed up, and it was, it was just amazing. And I, I just have to share with folks that are holding back or waiting. I just, I do, because I know this is what my dad would say if he were here. Um, and they did. They sat back there in that pew, him and my mom, for many, many years, faithfully, here at Fairdale. But um, we had a family Bible study, and he would say to us, family and friends, don't put it off. He said, I, I could have one night uh, before he died. And um, he said, I could have been such a different dad. I could have been, see, pray for me. I could have been such a different husband if I would have just done this sooner. And of course, we loved him. You know, we couldn't imagine uh, our dad being any, any, any different. But I know if he were here, that's one of the things that he would want to share with you all. That's what, uh, when I think about the persistence, you know, the perseverance, praying for years and years. You know, what do they say that, uh, you know, the typical person, we give up after, you know, three times of trying. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, psychologically, it's kind of like, well, I've tried that and I tried it again. Well, I tried it a third time, so I'm done. But that's why I, I go back to that scripture in... Uh, in 1 Thessalonians 5, always be joyful, never stop, never stop praying. That, I find myself getting tripped up there. Uh, other versions say, you know, pray without ceasing. And when I was young, I can remember having a Sunday school teacher, somebody say, oh, yeah, you should be praying all the time. That means that no matter what you're doing and no matter, you know, where you are, that it, you're, you're, we're always praying. And uh, that always felt hard for me. And I don't know if this makes any sense to anybody else, but the way that I guess I've thought about it is, it's, for me, it's like having an anchor point, that I have a, a constant communication with the Lord, and it doesn't have to be, I think so many of us get tripped up because we, we're afraid to pray because we don't know if we're going to use the right language uh, or if we're going to you know, structure our prayer properly. For me, I, I, it kind of feels like a, I can remember um, visiting somebody, and, and uh, they, they had, you know, one of those Bluetooth things in their ears, and they kept talking to themselves, and I, I kind of realized, they, oh, they're talking on the phone, and she says, oh, yeah, I've been talking to my sister. We, sometimes we'll just have the phone on for three, four hours a day, even when we're at work, and we may not necessarily even be talking to each other, but every once in a while, hey, did you, did you see about this? It's just kind of this constant you know, the ability to communicate. And I guess that's kind of how I think about prayer in my life when it says, you know, never stop. It, it doesn't have to be flowery. It doesn't have to be perfect. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense or not, but that, that's kind of how I approach it, I guess. I know that um, <laughs> I think God has a sense of humor because he definitely created me and other people that I know. <laughs> I didn't like that gaze. I don't know. Um, You told me to be myself. So, (laughs) but um, I know that there is a scripture also that um, I came to know, and it's Romans 8.26. And absolutely, we all 
think, you know, the Lord's Prayer, and we teach our children the Lord's Prayer. And, and there's times at night I lay, and I know I need to pray, and I'm so distracted. I am so distracted with so many things, and I just start that Lord's Prayer, and I stop at each piece, and after each piece, um, you know, give, you know, give him the glory, and I, just praising him. But there's also the other side when um, words just fail, and uh, Romans 8.26 is just became major to me with many occasions, um, but it talks about the Holy Spirit interceding in your groans, and you know, as you read your scriptures, you know, I just passed over that one. Mm. I just, you know, I can pray, and I, I didn't get that for many years. Um, one of the situations, just one, <laughs> um, when I absolutely called upon the Lord and, and recited that was um, we were also at my parents' house, and we were ha- helping them move and hang pictures and things. And um, I just kept feeling, and I know that a lot of you know what I'm talking about, just um, Lucian had went to the hardware store to pick up something. And I just kept feeling like, something's not right. And I really, truly credit that to the Holy Spirit. I just do. Something was just not right. Um, Borrowed my parents' car, and I followed him the path that he would have taken to the hardware store. Came upon um, a wreck site, saw my van uh, involved in the wreck, police officers everywhere, another um, car. Um, You could absolutely tell you know, there had been a wreck, and the cars were damaged. So, being calm and cool and collected, <clears throat> I think I parked my car right in the middle of the road and uh, got out and ran over to a police officer and was, you know, that's my husband's car. Where is he? And he said, I don't, you know, he was hurt. Um, and I said, what, what? To what extent? I don't know, but he was hurt, and they had to take him by ambulance. Um, So (laughs) I get into my parents' car, and I head back to their place. And, um, boy, that scripture came alive. It just absolutely came alive. Um, I am just crying out to God, please, please. And I'm shaken, and I'm upset, and I don't know what to pray at that moment. I just needed my heart to be God's heart. I, I just... Absolutely no words. Help us, help him, please, Father. Help the people, uh, the other people in the accident. Um, So finally, we get to the hospital, and and Luce was good. He had a concussion. Um, He doesn't remember to this day anything that happened. But the next morning, uh, two very dear people came up to the hospital and pulled me out in the hall and said, well, one of the passengers in the other vehicle didn't make it. And if you know Lucian, Um, so then the three of us, without even talking, just stood there and did the same thing. We just held hands and we just cried out to God. Just please, God, help him, help us to be able to deliver this and help him to be able to um, accept this. Um, So definitely one of the times, um, and then I'll just throw this in because I'm not sure he's back there this morning, but... If you're an LMPD officer's mother, you need 826, Romans 826. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, her, her son, uh, Josh, is uh, 
one of the finest police officers on the force, and uh, we just appreciate all he does. Thank you. Uh, I was actually, I was actually having lunch with uh, with Josh. We went down to uh, eat one day and walked in the restaurant, and everybody said, "Man, we just wish you were working in Fairdale. We need you because you, know, you know he's he's uh, just a great guy." But it's because his mom, I'm sure. Oh raised yes, him I'm right. sure. And because... Lucian did good too. But so, so here's another here's another head scratcher for you. Ephesians six, eighteen it says, "Pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. You know, praying for each other. What does it mean to pray in the Spirit?" Whew. Well, um, when I also was a young teenager here, and I don't know all the answers, uh, obviously. Um, but just the best I can relate to you from my heart. Um, we had a, a, a praise group, and one of the songs that we sang was Psalms 5. Um, and I don't know if you're familiar with that, but it's just a great one. It's, it's not very big um, verse. But I often think when about pray, and I might make, I see Cheryl Truex back there. She could come up and sing this with me. But um, it, it just haunts my prayers and my thoughts sometimes, that verse does. You know, David had a few problems, to say the least, but God, uh, he still said he was a, a man after his heart. And when you read through the Psalms, I think it's such great examples of David praying through the Spirit. But um, that one talks about uh, David starts off with, give ear to my word. Oh, Lord. And to me, that's God leaning down. Give ear to me. Please listen to me. And he acknowledges him at the very beginning of, of it as his Lord. Um, he says, consider my meditations. And, and of course, you know, I'm older, and this is, this is uh, probably King James Version, but um, my meditations, the things that I think about, the things that I ponder, my plans, my hopes, um, things, my requests. Um, so he's asking, you know, God to come down, bend down, listen to him, and listen to all the things that concern him. Um, and then he says, you know, you're my king and you're my God. And just in that, to say it's something in our culture I think we struggle with at absolutely surrendering our will um, to a king. I don't know that we really, and I don't, April, I don't know that I always get that, but I know when I bow my head that I, I want to always feel that I am surrendering mm. and that spirit is intervening. Um, and then he, and he says, my God, and what power, you know, I think um, recog recognizing that our God of uh, all knowledge, all power, you know, we are going to the throne of God and we are asking as a child um, to listen to me. And he promises all out through scripture that he listens. And then the next verse is, and I love this one, um, um, in the morning... I'll direct my prayer to you, um, and I'll look up. And 
to me, that is um, first thing, putting God first thing uh, before I get out of bed, I'm talking to God. Um, not in a prayerful mode, not with my hands folded, but, I, and I know I'm, I'm speaking, you know, to people who do the same, but, and the other thing is it's intentional. Um, when he says, I'll direct my prayers, prayer has to be intentional. If it's not, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of us stumble. We, we, if the depth of our prayer is, you know, pray, hey, thanks for the food, yes. you know, be with me today. It's not very, you know, it's not really directed yeah. there. And, well, the, just the very end of that is, and I'll look up. Now, that may seem small, mm-hmm. but when he says, uh, and I'll look up, basically that's the surrender again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to look up to you because I'm asking from my humble human uh, beings, but I'm going to wait for you because I know you know the best. And and then mm-hmm. as we talked, sometimes in my prayers uh, now are more help me to accept your will. Mm. Um, I struggle with that, and I'm yeah. sure many of us do. We don't want to pray um, because if we're praying in God's will, that might be something different than what we want. Yeah. So I like the ending of that is I'm going to look up. Yeah, well, that's what I when when I look at at Ephesians uh, six eight when it says. To pray on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. Uh, I, I've, I believe, have believed that, that there's room for variety and that we all relate to God a little bit differently. Um, so it's one thing, I, when, I, when I hear you talk, there's, there's so much of me that's like, boy, I wish I had more of that. You know, whatever that, if I could bottle that, then I could just have some of it. It's, it's good. But I, I realize, you know, like I'll talk to people that, uh, I was talking to somebody a few months ago that, that said, do you have a closet at your house? Do you have a place that you go that's just like your space that you go and be with God? And I say, no. And you, you can tell she was like disappointed in me. <laughs> like, how, you're this preacher. How can you not have that? And, and I said, you know what, what I, where I connect with God, though, is uh, I, I take a walk yeah. and I go walk with the Lord and, and talk to him. And that's kind of where I spend my time. But it's not just there. It's in the car. It's, it's uh, sitting at my desk. It's in, you know, in a meeting, it's wherever I am, just kind of those, kind of that, that anchor point, I'm always connected, and I think about that, I guess, when I, when I read that scripture, is, is there's room for a variety, and I, I would want you guys to know that, you know, if you feel like your prayer life is, is weak, or you, maybe, maybe you're comparing it to, you know, other, other people, the way that they, they connect, don't, don't be discouraged, don't feel like, oh, I guess I'm not doing it right, uh, but just, Find, find the way that you best connect with the Lord and, and continue to do that. Don't, don't give up on that and, and just be that, that faithfulness, that perseverance. Uh, Romans 12 says, don't just pretend. This is just one of those great challenges. Don't just pretend to love others, but really love them. Man, our, our culture, just we, we really don't seem to understand that. We, we can, we're good at kind of putting on the facade and say, oh, yeah, hey, Love you, you know, but, but it doesn't mean that we really do, you know. But it says, hate what's wrong, hold tightly to what is good, love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. There's a lot here. 
And it says, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. Like, just don't stop. Just keep on. So my last question for you, what about when God doesn't seem to answer? You know, a terrifying situation. I'm praying. Okay, I'm doing what the Bible tells me to do. God says he wants to talk to me, and I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, and he is not responding, or at least not the way that I'm, I'm asking them what. I, I think a lot of it is, is what we've shared. Um, he may not be responding in the way that you want, but sometimes I think we have to step back and we have to look at the situation. Either, you know, sometimes what we're asking isn't in line with his will. And that's such a hard one because I think that's, I know that's personally what I struggle with is, am I, and I think the scriptures, um, the more we're grounded in the scriptures, the more we, we, we try to understand what God's will is. Yeah. And a lot of times it's because God has a different plan. And here's yeah. the big one. It's God's timing. Yeah. My dad's journey was very different than mine. Hmm. I thought I was all about praying for him and what needed to happen in his life. Hmm. God saw April, and he knew that I needed my journey as my dad was doing his own spiritual journey. He did a deep work in you. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Never I, give up. I always think about, uh, I don't remember who said it first, but the, you know, one of the issues that we have in these bad situations when God doesn't seem to be cooperating, you know, why didn't God answer the way that I want him to answer? What we're doing in that moment is we are, we are viewing God through the lens of our tragedy when what we need to be doing is seeing our tragedy through the view of what we know about God, that we know that he's faithful, we know that he has a plan regardless, even though this doesn't make sense to me in this, in this moment, I still know that he is good and that he is with me, he has not abandoned me. Uh, I know we've all been through things in life where we can see that over and over and over again, and this is a, the point that I, I kind of wanted to make today that I hope people would, maybe we would remember is oftentimes... I think we don't want to pray because we don't want to give up our will. We want what we want. And so anything outside of that, I think that's, I think that's what the barrier for a lot of us is I don't even want to take this to God because I don't want to give the wiggle room for him to, to say no. You know, I, this is what I want, and I'm going to, I, am, I am bound to determine to, to get what I want. How do, how do, we, how do we overcome that? How do we overcome that desire to always have our way, to always want our will? I, for me, April, my go-to is 1 Peter 5, 7. It says, give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. It's just a simple verse, but so much truth there. Everything I'm worried about, everything that's consuming me, everything that I'm worked up about today, you know, a lot of us... We struggle with depression or anxiety. We've got, we've got a lot of stress in our life and things that are just consuming us. What do we do with those things? We surrender it to God because we know that he cares. Not because, you know, well, he's just he's going to beat me up or he's going to whatever. But he, he cares about the, the things that I care about and he cares about me. And that, that is so powerful to me. And what, I, what I wanted to do, I wanted to kind of end this service. We, we haven't done this in a while. But uh, 
I wanted to kind of have an opportunity for people to respond and, and to come and to pray. And I, I wanted to just kind of, I would hope, you know, in the last 30 minutes, maybe we just kind of strip the fear away a little bit. Like, you don't have to be polished. You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to know the right things. And even, even Scripture says that the Spirit intercedes for us even when all we've got are groans. That's all right. But what I wanted to do, John's going to just play a little bit of music. And here's how we're going to end today. Is Some of you got places to be, and that's awesome. And if, uh, if you're ready to go, it, we'd ask you just to quietly leave um, and, and, and try, to, try to just maintain a space in here of just quiet and reverence. But for the rest of us, maybe you get some things on your mind and your heart. And you just need to, you just need to come to God today. You don't know the right words. All you need to know is you need to bring that to him because he cares for you. So at the front of the stage, April and I are going to be here. Uh, We've got some elders that are in the room. I'd like to invite the elders to come up and be available. Uh, Prayer team members, if they'd like to come be available. But here's what we want to do. If you want to come up and just pray by yourself, you say, you know, I I just want to be by myself and come before God. If you would come up to this side of the stage, nobody will bother you. Nobody will, nobody will do anything. You can just have a moment. But if you'd like somebody to pray with you, you want somebody to talk to and just to kind of put their arm around you and pray with you, come to this side of the stage. That's where April and I will be in Elder. This side of the stage. But that's how I want to dismiss today. So, again, if, if you just need to go, uh, please feel free to do that.